All right. Well, welcome back to another daily episode of the Daily Dose of Grace. And I'm Pastor Nathan Hurst. And man, we hope everything's going awesome with you and your family. We're going to give folks uh, just a minute here uh, to log on as uh, as things are kicking up, because uh, I don't know exactly how many folks are going to join us at what different time. I know it gets played throughout the day on demand. And so we want to allow some folks to join us as we're going live, as we're the audience is filling up there. So go ahead and let other folks know that we're live and streaming, and we should be to all kinds of different outlets as well, not just Facebook, but YouTube and Instagram and all the others. So uh, today we're actually, I'm going to pick up a topic today, uh, something that's in the news a lot, especially around uh, political seasons, uh, this idea of virtue signaling, this concept of virtue signaling. Now, I have some feelings about virtue signaling, but the Bible really talks about this uh, in depth and really specifically through church history and some of the things that we've learned of how the early church adopted kind of a set of, well, a set of, of, of distinctive qualities or distinctive beliefs. And in, in setting those beliefs, it really doesn't leave a lot of room for virtue signaling. So if you don't have an idea what virtue signaling is, it's, it's basically just showing the world, showing off with your attitudes or your actions or your words that you hold to a specific belief set or you hold to a specific ideology. And in today's culture, we tend to virtue signal when, when we want someone to either shut up and, and quit pushing us or we want to stand out from the crowd and, and look like we're doing something good, even though sometimes our actions don't match uh, what we're trying to show people through our virtue signaling. So let me give you an idea. So right now there's all these political phrases going around, and some people are using those phrases almost like protection money from the mob, right? It's virtue signaling. If you say this phrase, if, if you put it on your car, if you put it on your social media account, if you just use this one phrase, then guess what? The mob won't harass you anymore. That's virtue signaling. Some folks are using virtue signaling in this way where they're trying to prove to their friends and neighbors, they're trying to prove to their friends and family that they're a good person, and so they virtue signal. They talk about something, maybe even it's a good practice or principle, but they just kind of go too far with it. And, and really, I kind of uh, chatted, wrote about this the other day on social media on my Facebook account, uh, my personal one, and there's there's... Uh, something that, that we gain from church history, especially the Protestant Reformation, uh, there are five distinct things called solas. They call them the five solas, and they're very, very important for church history and understanding uh, uh, church history. And, and so I want to go through those uh, a little bit and, and maybe get you caught up uh, to what some of those look like. So uh, the five solas are this. They're sola gratia, or Grace by grace alone, sola fide, sola or by faith alone, so sola fide, sola Christus or by Christ alone, sola scriptura or by the scriptures alone, and sola de gloria or for the glory of God alone. And when we virtue signal, we actually kind of break two of those rules. We break the sola fide rule, the by faith alone rule. See, justification by faith alone is what the early adopters of Christianity were trying to drill into people. This idea that we don't have to do anything else. We don't have to, we don't have to virtue signal with our actions. We don't have to virtue signal with our words that we're justified by faith alone. In fact, it's, it's an incredibly powerful statement 
uh, when we're going to read about it here in a second in Galatians chapter five and verse six. But I wrote this the other day on social media, and I think it's, it's very apt. It says this, any gospel that demands even the most righteous action to ensure salvation is still a ritualistic abyss. And that's true. It's a dark abyss of ritual works, whether they're virtue signaling works, words that we say, things that we do that virtue signal, even righteous works, even the most righteous work that we could perform will never grant one salvation. So we need to understand justification comes through faith alone. Justification in the context of salvation. We're justified by faith. We come to Christ knowing that there's nothing we could do on our own. There's nothing we could merit by our own works, our own efforts that brings us salvation. And unfortunately, this idea of virtue signaling, what happens is people start to spout off at the mouth or do certain things or join certain organizations, and they think that's going to preserve them. And again, I think for many people, it's really about just you know paying off the mob. It's like it's like money to the mob. It's protection money. Please don't come against me or, or my family. Please don't cancel me or my family. Please, please, please just leave us alone. We'll say whatever you want us to say. We'll do whatever you want us to do. Just, just leave us alone. I think there are some people who honestly believe the virtue that they're they're setting out in front of them. They they believe wholeheartedly. And that's a good thing, man. We don't want to ever come to a place where we're not honest with our belief system, even if other people don't agree with us. But we don't want to put our, especially in, in some of these, these nuanced ways where, where we're kind of not really talking about Christian things, right? So some of these things might be righteous, but are they biblical? Some of these uh, virtue signaling moments might actually be good things to be a part of, but that doesn't mean they're Bible things to adopt into our life. So there's a difference. And we want to understand the basic difference or the basic premise. So we're not saying that you shouldn't have high-minded ideologies. We're not saying that you shouldn't, you know, go after life with gusto and believe in something whole, wholeheartedly, hardcore. So let me give you an example. It's kind of a stupid example, but let me give it to you anyway. Also, the other day I posted um, on social media, I posted a, 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 a trailer for a movie coming out in 2021. It's the new Batman movie, and I'm all jazzed because I've loved Batman since I was a kid, man. I was all into the Dark Knight, the Cape Crusader, those detective comics. Comics I ate up every single one of them. I loved, 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 loved the character. Now, I could virtue signal to all my DC fans and, and say, listen, this movie is going to be the comic book movie of the year. Nothing's ever going to touch it. Nothing's going to come close. And if you don't agree with me, there's something wrong with you. You Marvel fans out there, there's something wrong with you because DC's so much better, Batman's a better character, all around, nothing can touch him. Now, that would be virtue signaling to an extent to my DC fandom that's out there in the ether, in the ethernet, in the, in the internet. But the problem is there's no real virtue in that. It's just a matter of opinion. Sometimes we push our virtue signaling on others, something that really isn't a gospel matter. It's a matter of opinion. And then we want people to adopt that so wholeheartedly. We push it with everything we have. This way, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcised has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And, and I have to break down the scripture a little bit. It wasn't faith expressing itself through love to our fellow man. It was faith expressing itself through love to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
first and primarily. Not that that won't blossom into love for fellow man. I think it should. There's a deep call for that in our in our Christian culture. But but what Jesus or what Paul is saying here to the church in in Galatia, he's saying simply, listen, Jesus Christ, he he's the centerpiece of everything. Doesn't matter if we're in Christ Jesus, we might not follow all the same rule book, right? Some of you might come under one religious rule set. Some of you might have come under a different. Some of you might have come under one cultural context, and some of you might have come under a different one. We shouldn't separate on those those values and boundaries. We should understand that one thing that might be important to a brother or a sister may not be important to me, and something that's important in my life might not be nearly as important in theirs. It doesn't mean that they're call. It doesn't mean that their charge isn't worth it. It simply means that we can't virtue signal and say that I'm better than you because I hold to this tenant. We can't virtue signal and say that I'm more than you because I hold to this ideal. Sometimes these are very righteous things to be a part of, but they don't necessitate salvation. They don't, they're, they're not a dividing line of the gospel. I hope people understand that, that we can come to the table with different ideas, different political backgrounds, different ideologies, different philosophies, and we can still sit down and have good conversation because we understand the solos. We understand that it's by grace alone. It's by faith alone. It's the scriptures alone. It's through Christ alone, and it's for the glory of God alone. That we don't have to worry and wonder about other things that might separate us. That we can go back to the basics. And in fact, one of the basics that we sometimes run over when we're virtually signaling is sola Christus in Christ alone. Sometimes we put so much faith in other things. We put so much faith in, in everything else in culture. We put so much faith in the words of a celebrity. We put so much faith in the words of a politician. We put so much faith in the words of this movement or that movement that we walk away from being in Christ alone. Listen, we are Christians first. Maybe we put too much faith in a nation. We are Christians first. I love this nation. I got a flag somewhere in my office. I love this great nation. I think it's the greatest nation on planet Earth. I think this nation has done far above and beyond any nation that has ever risen on this people planet. But my faith isn't in the United States. My faith isn't even in the context of our culture within the United States with, with which I'm living, even though it's probably the best ever seeing the most freedoms, personal liberties than we've ever seen before in this country and around the world. I love that I can say that about my country. However, I'm not tied to it because it's in Christ alone that I find my salvation. It's in Christ alone that I find everything that I need. It's in Christ alone that I find my provision. It's in Christ alone that I find my prosperity. It's in Christ alone that I find my healing. It's in Christ alone that I'm built back to the image bearer of God, that I literally can have God's handprint stamped on my heart. First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5 seven says it this way, for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Jesus Christ. Listen, nothing's going to mediate you between yourself and God other than Jesus. There's no ideology that you can hold up and say, God, look, 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 it's this righteous idea. God, I've got this righteous thought, and guess what? I think that'll finally gain me entrance to heaven. No, it's through Jesus alone. God, I fought the good fight. I fought a just fight for social equality. God, I fought for justice. God, I fought for all these important things, but, you know, that doesn't bring you salvation. That doesn't grant you entrance into the throne room of God. They might be good works. They might be good things that we should do, 
But when we virtue signal and they, we make them almost a matter of our salvation, and I say almost because I think some Christians are literally jumping over that line, almost a matter of salvation, they diminish the idea that we are in Christ alone. We don't look for anything else for salvation. We don't look to any other part of our culture, our world, an ideology, a philosophy, other than Jesus alone. You want healing, real healing for this nation? Put your trust in Jesus Christ. You want real healing between uh, issues of color, issues of race? It's got to be centered on Jesus. The church needs to speak up in some of these areas. I, I absolutely agree and believe that 100%. But if it's not going to work. We're just virtue signaling. Listen, pastor, Christian leader, you can go to whatever march you want to. If Jesus isn't the centerpiece of what they're doing, your virtue signaling to some extent. Now, it might be good to show your faith and show support for a community. That might be a good thing. But when you start putting your trust in it, that it's going to make a difference, that somehow some community organization is going to make a difference, that some community organizer is going to make a difference, that some institution is going to make a difference other than Jesus, you are virtue signaling to the furthest extent. It's not going to get anywhere. Now, it might buy you, it might buy you a, a little bit of time with the crowd. You might raise your fist and shout the right slogan, and that might put them off just for a little while. You might get a little safety in numbers there, but let me help you out. It's not going to do anything for your eternal security. It's not going to do anything uh, for your life in Christ. It's not going to do anything for you really giving a tenement to the Christian doctrine that we are of Christ Jesus and he and him first. That Christ and him crucified is what we hinge our whole life on. So let me help you out. If, if we're going to stop virtue signaling, let's get back to the five things that really matter. By grace alone, it's not by my merit, it's not by works. By faith alone, I am justified by faith alone. Faith, my faith in Jesus Christ by, by, by the scriptures alone. I follow the scriptures in no other dogma, no other direction. I follow the scriptures, not a party platform. I follow the scriptures first and primarily by Christ alone, sola Christus, by Christ alone, and for the glory of God alone, sola Deo Gloria. I follow first Christ's footsteps because I want to bring glory to my Father above anything else. So if I'm virtue signaling out there and it's bringing nothing but glory to me, I've, ju I've just walked away from these basic tenets of Christianity. I've just walked away from what it means to bring glory to God first. Sometimes bringing glory to God first might mean walking a path that's different than the crowd. Sometimes bringing glory to God first might mean doing something that we're uncomfortable with. That's okay. I want you to understand that these things, these, these, these tenets of our faith are real. They're important. They're something that we need to hold to. In fact, I would... I would want to see some of you memorize this. Just Google the five solas, see where they come from, see where this comes from in the Protestant Reformation and why it's so very important and a centerpiece for our faith. Now, again, these are still man-made ideas, but they center on Scripture. Go find the Scriptures that back them so that you can get a good understanding of what it means to live by faith alone. Right To be justified by faith alone, to live in God's grace alone, that your works don't merit a thing, to know that the scriptures alone are our guidepost, to believe that Jesus Christ alone is the way, the truth, the life, and that the reason we live this life, the reason we go all in with our chips, the reason we say, God, you can have every aspect, every part of me is for the glory of God alone, not the glory of self.
God gets so much glory and honor out of you when you become your full and best self. When you live, as Joel Osteen's penned it, your best life. When you can live that life, when you can understand that all the other nuanced things of this life are put to the side, you're not, you're not trying to virtue signal anymore. That you're really living for an audience of one, and that's the audience that is Jesus Christ, our God the Father, the Holy Spirit at work in us. That we're living for that audience above anything else. Man, I want to encourage you today. If you're someone that needs to virtue signal to make yourself feel good, and get in a new stance, get in a new frame of reference. If you're someone that's virtue signaling because you feel like it's going to be mob protection, understand that won't last very long. Your only real security and safety is found in Jesus. So today I want to encourage you, get back to the solas, get back to these ideas. Find out that it's through these biblical principles that really guide our life in everything that we do. Now we love you. We're so excited that you're with us on this journey of Grace Family Church. We're going to bring some fun things throughout some of these daily doses of grace. Some things maybe it'll cause you to scratch your noodle a little bit. That's all right. You need to think about things sometimes that are higher and above just your normal daily daily life and daily walk and daily work life and daily family life. Sometimes you got to get into the word a little bit and see where God might take you. And we love you. We'll see you again soon. And we're just praying that God's best falls on you today, that you feel his presence and his spirit all over you. Amen. We'll see you next time.